1: Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, I'm Robbie Earl, I've got my sparring partner Robbie Musto with me and in a moment we'll take a look back at two important games with consequences at the top and the bottom of the league but first, finally my friend, the longest running player swap saga in the history of football is done Alexis to Manchester United, Henrik Mkhitaryan to Arsenal, Robbie Musto, good business all round?
2: I think it is. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's rarely where you see a deal, a complicated deal, a deal involving two of the giants of English football and two brilliant footballers, that it kind of makes sense all around. The only thing I would say, Rob, and I'll start off with the Man United part of Mm -hmm. it. If I was a Manchester United fan, and this is just me and I'm not a fan, but Mm -hmm. but if I was a United fan, I would have liked to have kept Henrik Mkhitaryan now i'm not i don't know how difficult it would have been to persuade arsenal to sell to united whether maybe just the extra fee that it seems that united were willing to pay to get alexis um would have been enough for arsenal mm. to say okay you could have him you know or it was the Mkhitaryan was was very important part of it, which it might have been. If it wasn't import, important, important, um, I just think as as a United fan, if I were, if I was a United mm. fan, you know what, Alexis is a brilliant player. He's a brilliant signer for Manchester United, yeah. no question. But I want Mkhitaryan as well because well, I'm a fan of him, Rob. Mm, I, I think Mkhitaryan yeah. is a brilliant player. I know Jose Mourinho. Are there certain that kind of style of player in the past that he's, he's agreed to let go from his football clubs? Mm. Kevin De Bruyne and Lukaku, of course, uh, and, and Mohamed Salah. So I get that he doesn't like some of these type of players, um, but I would love to see both of those at United for
0: the future.
1: Isn't he a brilliant player if he's allowed to play the kind of football, the front fo- football that he needs to play? Be creative take the odd risk, maybe lose a ball once or twice, yeah. but try things. Yeah. If, if he's not, Rob, is he not then? No, Because it's interesting, when I speak to most uh, my mates who are Manchester United fans, they're kind of not having him, really. And, and I don't know why that is, because is yeah. he's a great player in there. We've seen yeah. it through the Dortmund days and, and, and what he can do. And yeah. we've seen moments of it in Manchester United, but not on a regular yeah. basis as he does it enough. Uh,
2: and I get that. Uh, and... Um... You know, I respect that opinion of him under Jose Mourinho. Mm. I I think under a different manager at United, I think he could be fantastic.
1: So are you saying under a different manager at Arsenal, we might see the real Henrik Mkhitaryan?
2: Yeah, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be really, really good for Arsenal, as Alexis was. I mean, it's difficult to say that he will be as good as Alexis because he's not as good a player. He's not no. as good a player as Alexis and Lex, if you look at Alexis' numbers over the years mm. of goals, it's, it's it's excellent. He's a he's a like you said earlier, he's a category A player, yeah. Alexis, and he's going to a wonderful football club. I'm just maybe I'm thinking longer term, Rob. You know, when Mourinho's maybe had another couple of years and he's yeah. he's moved on a little bit, um or sooner than that. Go, maybe. Well maybe, maybe. Mm. But I but I listen, I, I don't feel you know, really strongly about that mm. because you know, you want to have players at your club that your manager wants Wants badly and is going to use a lot, and it's pretty obvious that Henrik Mkhitaryan, with mm. his little bit of inconsistencies, that that frustrated Mourinho, and he wasn't bothered about him staying. So in terms of him, he must be delighted, he must be absolutely mm. delighted. He's got a wonderful player coming into Manchester United, and and um, you know, he's going to fit in great. I'm not sure where in the side he's going to. If, Plug in, Rob. What do you think? Yeah, where, where's well, Alexis going to play? I said,
1: I said today on, on air, he, he, he sort of can fit four positions. Any of you three yeah. underneath your striker and players that strike a stroke, false nine. So I just think he, he gives... No, Josh but I more Marino, than that, Rob. Yeah. I, more I, I, than I, that from you. I, I, right Where, where now, is he going right, to... In his right, best team? Because right he likes now, to stick with I the best I team. Plug Alexis in the right side of the three mm. underneath striker. So my three underneath, Martial's in great form, uh, scoring goals, I want to keep that running. Jesse mm. Lingard's important to the team with his energy mm. and his press as I want to work. Mm. Alexis is clever enough and can rotate positions, come and join him from a wide position and then I go Lukaku up top. And that's not a bad front four, Rob, to go anywhere.
2: No, that's right. And, and I agree. I think Martial playing from the left is really finding some form at the moment. I think that would be that would be Alexis's probably number one position. It mm. might be where you still see Jose after a few weeks, plug him in there. I don't know. But I think, you know, from that right side, that's one mm. matter at the moment, it, it would make sense to put him there and Lingard to continue in the position. But that's what's fascinating about it, Rob, because it's hard to read Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Um, he'll have his ideas. He'll change things over the coming weeks to get to an 11 that he thinks is his best 11. But no question, Alexis Sanchez is going to be excited about going to this football club. He's going to be incredibly wealthy. Mm. Um, But most importantly, I just can't see how he's not going to make their team much, much
1: better. Okay, well, there's two people in in Mm. this move, and Henrik McDorian's going to, to Arsenal. And in some respects, Rob, I look at this and think, well, actually, Arsenal have done all right here because they've got rid of a player Well, they've got rid of a play who really didn't what? want to be there. Mm. He-, he didn't even really want to be there. Mm. There's talk that he might be upset in the dressing room. In six months' time, you get you get nothing in terms of transfer fee for him. You don't get swap value for him. So, in, in respect, you gain a player like Mkhitaryan, who we both believe is a good footballer waiting to come out, could happen. Yeah. Let's just say, and somebody threw this at me, let's just say Ozil stays, Mkhitaryan's now involved, Lacazette stays, and they get Aubameyang. I mean, hmm. in a way, you've lost Alexis Sanchez, who was a better player, but wasn't happy to be there. You, you gain Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang, and you, Ozil stays. You're not in too bad a position now right? no i mean that's that's obviously sounds
2: really good um and Urzil and Mkhitaryan floating in behind mm. the striker is going to be great now i the, listen i'm a big fan of um Aubameyang, mm. of what he 's done the sort of player he is really rob um. If Arsene Wenger's honest, he would love to have got him instead of Alexander Lacazette. Yeah. And I like Lacazette as well. But we are talking a little bit different categories here, by the way. You know, in our categories, yeah, yeah. we are a little bit different. Aubameyang's A. Aubameyang mm-hmm. is an A. Is a, a yeah. um, and Lacazette's just a little under that. Probably yeah. a B+. Plus, B+, you know, plus, yeah. So it's just, I don't know how it's going to affect Lacazette. That's done great and he's mm. just, you know, he scored a good goal the other week and he's looking better. Where does he put Aubameyang... I mean, he never really plays uh, two uh, strikers now.
1: No. So he's got... P- Would he
2: play uh, um, From in the a in a wider position? Maybe. Could he could have three
1: underneath the striker with, with two in behind. Sort mm. of four, two, three, one, mm. maybe, is, is, is a way of finding him. Nowadays, do you not have to have two top-class strikers? Is that not what Manchester City's shown us? Is that not what United maybe had in the past when they've won things, even Arsenal to a certain degree?
2: Not It's not hard, though, Rob, it? Yeah, there to a, there them a, happy. yeah, to keep them you, happy. you don't see it. You don't yeah. really see it. You know, you want a situation where, I mean, like Olivier Giroud. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's a player that seems to be OK with mm. coming on from the bench. Anyway, back, back to Mkhitaryan, Rob. Let's see what he can do now. Let's yeah. see what he can do now with a managers that's going to that's play, play, play. What a great
1: opportunity, Annie, to yeah. show us really in English football because I don't think we've really seen the best of him. It's been disappointing. Yeah, and and he's not when
2: he gives the ball away, Rob. He's not going to be looking over his shoulder <laughs> towards the bench to see all his managers mm. looking frustrated and shaking yeah, his head and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, you know that's going to be interesting. But I expect Mikel to be a lot better. He's quick. He's creative. Um, uh, it, uh, it's a really good sign-in for Arsenal. You know, it really is. Mm. I mean, just, just on the bigger picture real quick, and I, and I don't want to put any dampers on it, it's still, when you lose Alexis, and you, even when you bring Mkhitaryan, mm. it's still m- making the team a little weaker. Yeah, he's your best and, player, and Rob. He's your best player in the yeah, football club. Yeah, it's really hard. And I know it's hard to try and make him stay longer. Um, they were unable to do that, to sign an extension and to keep Alexis at the football club, because that would have been the best scenario. But I guess they didn't let him go for free. They've done a deal with a club that didn't like a player that's really good, in my opinion, and mm. I think can be really good for Arsenal. I guess, you know, when when you kind of talk about those new players coming into the club, Rob, I still, sadly, for Arsenal, I don't know if it's going to make a big difference to the big picture in Arsenal's progression up the league or improvement. Do you think, Robbie Earl, that this bit of business, even if Aubameyang comes in, by the way, mm. That the way that Arsenal sit, sets up his team, that it's going to be way better, and we're going to see a new Arsenal that's going to that's going to really push and get into the top two or three, four spots in
1: the league. Robbie Musto, nothing gives us storylines, nothing gives us drama like the Premier League, and we're going to want to talk about mm. Liverpool. Mm. Arsene Wenger, one year left on his contract, wins the title <laughs> Shut let up. that settle let Shut that up. settle and let's move on from the, the transfer right. saga let's talk about another drama let, let's talk Liverpool being Liverpool beating Manchester City one week losing to Swansea the next mm-hmm. I mean you watched the game Rob you were there obviously I, I was working on it today I mean any surprises what what stood out to you where, yeah. where should the credit go well, first of
2: all, a, a massive surprise—a mm-hmm. massive surprise. I mean, they beat the best city and then lose to the worst city in the Premier League. Um, so, <laughs> massive surprise. I think we'll get on to Liverpool. Let's let's first of all give yeah, credit where credit's correct. due, and yeah. you're right on the broadcast today. The credit goes with Carlos Cavallario, mm-hmm. Swansea City, and a defensive display that was that was first class and yeah. it was excellent. And you know when those other managers got into the club Rob, we've selling I think when Bob Bradley went in there uh, and tried to be expansive and mm. tried to get uh, Swansea playing the Swansea way and that in, in some circumstances, it was the right thing to do. But I remember us sort of agreeing that, you know, sometimes you've got to go in there and you've got to block up. Yeah. You've got to find yeah. a way to start scraping points together, start get some defensive mentality into the team um, to start climbing your way back up the league. Now, that's what he's done today. Five across the back, four across midfield, mm-hmm. and a striker that came, that came deep as well. It was very much a smashing grab. Yeah. Um, You can call it parking, the bus, whatever, particularly in the second half, Mm. but what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that when there's a difference in football clubs, in finances? Um, I thought to pick out a player, Alfie Mawson, by the way, was ridiculous, was ridiculous. I mean, from the late challenge at the very end that looked like it was going to be a goal for Liverpool, from a defensive display that was was absolutely fantastic. He could be the next one, Rob.
1: He could be the next Michael Keane, Harry Maguire. He's got a little bit to do, and he's Mm. not there yet, but 24 years of age... He's on the old radar of one that can come, but it's one of those days almost where it's difficult. We shouldn't probably pick out one player because it was very much a team yeah. effort. Jordan Ayou up front was working back. He was he was making it difficult for Liverpool to play out the back. I just thought that you know the the shape was right. Brilliant that you you get the goal because the moment you get the goal, it, it reinforces what you're doing. puts a little oh, bit totally. more pressure on Liverpool. Absolutely. If Liverpool had got the first goal, now oh, it's we're talking all over, a whole different yeah. thing. Um, but fair, fair credit to Cavallario because he's only lost one game, Robin, in, in, in um, yeah. five games now. He's yeah. he's, he's decent in the, in the league. He's got a big signature win that, that gives him a boost. Don't want to put a dampen on it. Home to Arsenal, expect pretty much plenty of the same. I think you know against yeah. the big teams. Against the other teams, he might be a little bit more expansive. Feel they can go and play a little bit.
2: You know, sometimes when when we judge managers and mm. we give our opinion on certain things, and we, of course we. It's not a, just a, an ad hoc thing to yeah. say. You know, you th- you look back at what he's done. You yeah. look at his history. Correct. You look at recent history. Mm. I look at Carlos Cavallero and I see him at Sheffield Wednesday and I look at a club I know the club very well. I was mm. I played for Sheffield Wednesday is my last season. Um, that 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 he kind of drifted away from two seasons where he got him into the player yeah. spots in the championship, and then this season was a bit of a struggle. And and they they wanted him out, and he left. I'm thinking, wow, wh- wh- what's this? What's this going to do for Swansea? Now, what if what if that Sheffield Wednesday side? Actually, w- w- shouldn't have been where they were. Maybe he did make him uh, yeah. do so much better uh, in the league um, in his time there. Mm-hmm. You know, to get him into the playoffs. Maybe he's a special manager. Maybe he's going to totally prove me wrong. Sheffield Wednesday, right now, by the way, are in the bottom half in the yeah. championship. So maybe that that his achievements at Sheffield Wednesday were. We're, we're, were overlooked o- a little o- bit or yeah. not appreciated mm-hmm. enough. Now, time will tell. He's yeah. still got a very difficult job with a limited squad of players, but my goodness, he's got mm. a bit of momentum going now, Rob. And yeah. I always say with that relegation uh, situation, if you can get some victories mm. and you can get some momentum, and th- the atmosphere at the end of that stadium and the belief now yeah, that this man might might mm. just be a little, he's a bit of an oddball. He's yeah, s- he says yeah. these weird and wonderful <laughs> things. He said some s- stuff afterwards mm. today about Liverpool being, uh, Liverpool being a four Formula One car, yeah. but they can't they can't drive it fast <laughs> when they're in traffic at four o'clock in London <laughs> or whatever. So that was his kind of point. And it kind of worked out. So yeah. maybe, you know, with this momentum, they've got an opportunity to go on a run to get out of trouble. Because you look at the bottom of the league table, Rob. The I bottom, mean, half, Ro- the bottom half of the six it's points
1: between, between, you know, <laughs> you're Plasmating. sitting safe and, and you're sitting in, in the bottom three. I mean, we yeah. could have the race of all races yeah. uh, at the end of the season. You know, we could be on Championship Sunday with five, six teams, all could, yeah. could, could go down, which would be uh, great TV and we'll hope for that. And interesting on Cobb you just before we moved to Liverpool, because I remember when people were talking about him and, yeah, they had his time at, at Sheffield Wednesday or not, and people had talked about he's had quite a lot of jobs uh, for somebody yeah. who hasn't been in the game that long. But the, the thought was he's an impact guy. He goes in, shoved shuffles things around and always gets an impact. And there was a thought that, listen, if that's only a six-month impact and it works for Swansea and keeps them up, then you reassess things. And as you say, he did have a lot of credit today because that's the kind of work. And we know, Rob, we've played against some big teams when we've had to... Inverticom as part of the bus. And we've been that midfield player who's shuttling along and shuttling back. And if one person lets you down, if you don't do the job properly, if you allow a gap to open up, quality players will hurt you. And today, they didn't have too many occasions when the quality of Liverpool looked like it was going to break through them.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and and that's, that's
2: a, a, a sad indictment on Liverpool today, Rob, because... Mm. Oh, um, lots of pressure uh, lots of possession um yeah 70% I, I possession 21 yeah, shots 21 shots four, four, on, four on target, target. Yeah. so that that's that's not great and i thought they wasted the first half was poor from liverpool yeah. kind of wasted a little bit of time there where there was a little bit of Arrogance about we're, yeah, we're why, find why a way would that to win be this. though, Rob?
1: I mean, mm. Liam asked me for, and I said, "You know what? If I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm, I'm just dreading this game. Just want to get it over with because it, it's something about Liverpool." Now I thought mm, there's a difference. There's, there's something changed, but okay, you've beat Swansea five 0 on Boxing Day, but we all know that doesn't mean nothing when you go. They're fighting for the lives. You, you're away from home. You know, you're a big scalp. Go and do what you need to do, and it just there's some there's something about this Liverpool team, and that that just won't won't get through those kind of sticky situations.
2: Let, let me let me just write, read a few notes out, Rob, that that I made during the game. Now this is all before the goal was was conceded okay. by Liverpool. So it, this is this is this is candid. It's what mm. I was thinking before the goal goes in. The goal was a a, a set piece, yeah. a second ball, a mm. ricochet force to the guy. I, I, I wouldn't be too harsh on Liverpool for that. and I, I don't like they're, they're the four defending. defenders. I
1: didn't like the four well, defenders, uh, Rob. It, Somebody it, go and put your head on it or, or not. I know people yeah. go, but four defenders doesn't quite feel right. But I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll hear right. you out. So, I'll hear anyway, you
2: out. so so before that goal, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the side. I'm looking at Oxlade, Wijnaldum, yeah. and Chan. I'm looking at the front three. I'm looking at a team like, I wrote down, hard-working. This is a hard-working Liverpool side now that's got a load of energy in it and enthusiasm to, to get around the op- opponents. I've got the next line back four looks much stronger now Van Dyke, I thought Matip again before the goal mm-hmm. goes in which I know change, goals change games but but Matip was coming out on the ball Van Dyke was powering with the headers and I know it's only Swansea as well but I thought in Robertson and Joe Gomez who looks more confident I'm looking at the back four thinking this is this is much improved I got mark, good marks here for um, for some of the the play of the two of them combined I look at Van Dyke, he's definitely trying to um, cajole and organize that back four. So there was positives there. Then my next line was underneath that was Coutinho. Mm, missing him a little bit today. You know, struggling um, to find a way through. Lacked penetration I've got in the first half. So the penetration yeah, was there, a problem in the no. first half. And it struggled to be in the second half as well. So that's, that's a disappointing part is that mm. a team that's, that's normally so great creativity and with attacking, when you concede that first goal mm. and you give a, a home team that's struggling and wants a little bit of something, you give them a reason to be desperate and to, 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 to work themselves to the bone for a result. That's what be, it became difficult and that's why Liverpool struggled and that's something that we have seen, even to be fair, when Coutinho was there. Yeah, Teams that pack season, it in. Why? I yeah. ask you, why do you think Liverpool can't find a way through in this type of situation?
1: I think Liverpool go down a more central style route. We, we've talked about hot spots with teams and, and Manchester Cities are in those wide areas down the side of the pitch where they get full backs or midfield players or Sterling yeah. or, or Sonny. Liverpool tend to play a lot of their, their play through movement and, and, and combinations more centrally. It starts yes. wide. And, I, and one of the things I thought Liverpool didn't do well today was, was I thought Mane and, and Salah played too narrow. And I thought the three centre-backs almost were quite comfortable that they could see them. There was no none of those or very few of those runs in behind where Salah's coming sort of behind the centre-back and he's being played yeah. in. There was no depth in, in... I thought their depth was short. Maybe the game, that's a compliment to to Swansea. But yeah, Firmino likes kept. to dr- draw and then all of a sudden that drags something. And I just didn't see see they had the holes and in, in, in those things. That, now... It was interesting because I was, as I was watching the game, I'm thinking, well, Manchester City have had this issue for most of the season since they've got the label, the best, team, one of the best Premier League teams ever. People park in against them. Newcastle were doing it the other day. But then you go and see Raheem Sterling go bam, 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 in behind you and and you've got a problem. Liverpool didn't have any of those, particularly those moments today where they could go in behind. It was all in front and it was all I felt felt today. The more the game went on, if Swansea don't make a defensive error, I don't think Liverpool break through them.
2: It's a good point, Robert, and you're thinking, I guess what I'm thinking as well, and because we've had the benefit of watching mm. Manchester City and Pep Guardiola yeah. coach. and I think this is a this is the exact reason. Why Pep over over the years uh, has, has figured out that you know what this happens a lot. When yeah. I was at Barcelona, teams do exactly what happened today, and they don't always find a way through. Mm. But where is there a little bit of space? It is wider, yeah. so I think to, uh, Pep's tactics and his strategy, attacking wise, is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bombard the There's outside of the pitch. Absolutely it mm. because that 's where we have got a little bit of space, and then when we 're in behind we 're pulling balls back we 're thrashing across the center for one touch finishes. I bet city have got more one touch finishes than any other team mm. in the Premier League because of those balls coming from those 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 zones in behind defenders Liverpool don't, didn't tonight, have the same strategy and they try and go through the middle and it's really, really difficult because teams have got three, well, three centre-halves, mm. you've got your wing-backs, you've got three midfield players at least in that area. So that's, that's yeah, so I think, I, I agree. I think that's where Liverpool just didn't quite have the, the nous, the creativity to find a way around the outside.
1: I mean, they did a couple of times, to be fair, with um Yeah, the full-backs got, yeah, got there more than yeah, wider players. But yeah, it was... Disappointed, in, in Jurgen Klopp, you could see, he was disappointed himself because I think he felt that this team, this group, uh, uh, had made a move. Yeah, yeah. Great news also for, for the likes of Spurs and Arsenal that keeps them still pretty much intact in with things. You know, all of a sudden it could have been a five point gap, it, it, it's not, and, and just keeps everything bubbling around that, that full spot when Liverpool really would have liked to take taken a step and, and marched on.
2: Just, just one thing on those before we move on, Rob. Yeah. Just in the midfield, do you, I mean, we were very complimentary yeah. about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain yeah. last week, um, mm. but he is taking the Adam Lallana, Lallana spot. The spot. Now, yeah. without Coutinho, mm. do, do Liverpool, do they need Lallana to be in the team? Because I think they uh, do.
1: I think they do, but here here here's where I go with it. I actually think I might go Oxlade-Chamberlain and Lallana next to one. I might take Ronaldo mm. out. I'm not mm. getting in as much as I'd like Mm-hmm. Obviously, this record's here and I don't know why. He's never scored away from home. Mm-hmm. Not sure I'm quite getting as much of him as I saw in the early days and his Newcastle days where mm-hmm. he can maraud and, and raid. Yeah. I don't think he's a, he's a great you know, ex- exceptional pass with the ball. I think right now on form, I might go Lalana's little bit ability to nick, and I just think Ox can change a game. He's got that little bit of pace, got a little bit of drive, and, and just maybe a little bit of t- more toughness. So it's a good, good
2: shout, mate. So you're mm. so you're basically saying there's that the Alex Oxley Chamberlain could become a better. One Aldum than yeah. anything else correct. he could take his correct. spot because he can Absolutely. do a little bit of defensive stuff he's got a great energy Absolutely. but he gives you a little bit more and that mm. allows you to have Lalana in the side as well As as long I, listen I like it As as long as Oxlade-Chamberlain has it, defensive correct uh, he's got to do a bit of tendencies both because he needs to yeah. help the defensive guy in certain certain situations but uh, Interesting shout. Yeah, that, that looks uh, a pretty good midfield when you put those three together.
1: But a little bit of work still for mm. you and Klopp to do when things were going so well. well let's move to the game yesterday, Rob, at St Mary's. There was some talk before the game that you know a big Spurs victory would, would see the end for Mauricio Pellegrino. But I have to say his team put up a little bit like Swansea, I thought gave a really positive performance. And I said to, when I was working with the Beck, I said, that was a point plus. That that was more than one point what they got today. Well organised, played well, created chances and, and, you know, different circumstances of a fame. The, the kid who come on might just have nicked a, a winner for them. So, mm-hmm. good day for Pellegrino, I think, when, when the pressure's on. And even Marco Silva being sacked, I think people were starting to just, hmm, sacked if Pellegrino goes, he'd be a nice fit for them. But fairness mm-hmm. to... um to the manager, he he, he got the job done. He did.
2: And and, um, I I think, again, you know, when you you look back at games and you think what you remember, I remember the crowd. I, I thought there was a brilliant yeah, kind of yeah. atmosphere. They were in behind there, the team, it, weren't they? They were behind the team. Mm. I and mean, when you were in that run, by the way, yeah. I mean, it's an awful run, Southampton. And they're not used to being in those areas of the league. And those fans were frustrated last year with was some was some pretty poor attacking yeah. football. And they've had that. And now yeah. they've got this. And they've got a new manager. Mm. That, that Again, more players have gone. And they're drifting down the league into the bottom three. And yet they had that togetherness about them. Uh, I I just thought full marks, like well done the Southampton fans for getting behind the manager, getting behind the team. Um, and it was much, much better. I mean, it's always great when you, when you, you get a goal from a from an own goal from Spurs from <laughs> Davison Sanchez. Yeah. But in general, again, you know, you look at the Southampton team. It, it's not a relegation team. No. Now, I don't say no. that lightly because no. you know you're never too good to go down. But the, the, the team is decent, Robin. Two fullbacks. And I said They're really good. good,
1: really good fullbacks, as yeah. good as you've got in the league. Yeah, so, three midfield players: Romeo, Lamina, and, and Huijber can, yeah. can play, mate you got yep. the, the quality and the consistency of a Davis or a Ward-Prowse. And then you've got a little bit of ability in Tadic and, tad and Bufal. Yep. For- plug a centre-forward in there, yeah. Robin. you're you, you, good fine. to go. You, you're yep. good to go. And it yep. was really interesting, Rob, today, because I thought it, it, this might be a kind of game-changing moment for for the manager, Mauricio Pellegrino. It was interesting. Before the game, Jim Beglin was asked by Peter Jury about the Southampton and the situation with the manager. And Jim came out with something I thought was very pertinent. He said... He looks like a guy, and when we listen to him, he sounds a bit too nice. And I think Jim's there getting the temperature of what people in the UK are maybe thinking and saying. So I thought it was really interesting after the game when Pellegrino was asked about his job and the pressure that's on him. This was his response, which was very different.
0: The biggest risk in football is to work in football. No? Because if the sense of everything that this is a game but the problem is, okay, you, we hear budget and money, and you will buy player, and we think it's maths. But this is the sense of everything. This is a game. If you don't want to lose, don't play the game. I am not fair to lose my job, to be honest, because it's part of my life. I play football from 10 years old. When you win, you have to win again. When you draw, you have to win again. When you lose, you have to win again. Mm-hmm. The equation is always the same. When I. I I played for a team and I was really lucky because i big champion a lot of years, but when you are, even when you are the best, you are the first. Monday, you have to train to be the best again. It's never finished. Mm-hmm. No? It's part of our life, and I got this feeling from a lot of years. I know this part of my job. I got fear for a lot, another thing, for the health of my family, not for my job. I enjoy doing my job, even when you are in a difficult moment finally
2: finally <laughs> we get a sense of Mauricio Pellegrino and it's nice to see him there rob open up he mm. opened up mm. and that and that's what we, we as, as as fans of the game, certainly Southampton fans, want to know the guy that's, that's coaching their team. They want to know what he's thinking, what he's feeling. He's talking there, Rob, about being a 10-year-old boy yeah. playing the game and what he's been through, being champions and the pressure that it involves and how he enjoys it. I mean, if that doesn't adhere to, him, to the Southampton fans mm-hmm. and to make them think, you know what? I know it's tough going, let's get behind this guy. Let's get rid of all this firing culture. Let's let's trust him. Let's go through it. We don't fire coaches during the mid season. We've got a good result against Spurs. We can grow on that. Mm. And with this guy that cares so much and he's prepared to to open himself up. And I think that, that yeah. is the absolute yeah. the key. Yeah. That that can keep him in a job for, for, for the next few mm. weeks because let's not forget results. Correct. Overtake all all of that stuff but right now in this situation what a good time to deliver that sort of of talk and it was an emotional that provokes emotion from everybody there people in the room us listening to it Mm. you watching it the fans hearing it and the players hearing it as well um so full marks it was kind of a long time coming a little bit to really get a sense of this guy deep down but that was was really well said by the manager
1: I, I just think we saw his personality, Rob. You, I don't know if you, if you did here. There were was, was certain things going where he was actually thumping the desk. It was coming out of him, the emotion and right. the drive and the passion. I loved it. And, and right. I think you're 100% right. Managing in the Premier League is, of course, about results and signings and this and that. But also, it's about how you come across in the media. It's Course about it your personality. Jurgen Klopp's brilliant at it. I'm yeah. sure he, you know, he knows how to play the, the sort of clown and the guy and the emotions and that. And, and Mourinho's a master of the, the dark looks and the growls and things. This guy never showed us. who... But the moment we got a look behind the curtain, and I liked it. It's a reason why he's been a winner. He's been in football all his after. He's played at big clubs. That he, he, he's managed at, at, at big clubs, and he, and he wants to be in charge. Interesting, Rob. I just wonder, because I know you've said before, and, and, and no one's fairer on managers than you in terms of whether they should go or not, but you said, we don't know the body of work with this guy, and that, that kind of yeah. works against him. And you were sort of saying that, you know, he's one of them, we might, they might have to make the change Rob, yeah. sooner on than later if things don't turn. Does that in any way give him some more, in your eyes, a little bit more leeway? Yes. Do, do you get a yeah. sense of, I'd rather, I'm, I'm happy with this guy, Let, let's give him a little bit more time?
2: I think so. I think so, yeah. Given given the team, given that performance, given what you said afterwards, mm. uh, and given most importantly by the way, the next few fixtures. Yeah. We're going to know a lot more. So yeah. I mean, you know, they've got the FA Cup yeah. um at the weekend against Watford, then they've got Brighton, Brighton at home, yeah. West, West Brom, Brom yeah. away. Correct. Now that, that, that after those three games, particularly those those two league games there that are critical against teams that are around them in the league yeah. table, we'll you, you absolutely, you know, you give him, you give him those. Mm. Um, with what, I mean, there's no sense right now of firing yeah. the guy, I would think. Yeah. The only thing you've got to remember, Rob, it's been a long time since they've won. So, you know, mm. or or, or at any kind of back-to-back wins, yeah. I mean, they, they it, it, particularly in the, in the Premier League, they've drawn a lot of games, they haven't won. So, you know, we've said all this and credit to him. Those results in these upcoming games are critical for his future mm. because if they stay in that bottom three, you know you're starting to get through, you're starting to go through the weeks. Yeah. Um, then, then there might be a look of okay,
1: he's a great guy and all mm. that, but but we need somebody to come in and, and rescue the situation. Yeah, big game as well for Spurs. This one, just want to talk about Spurs <clears> before <throat> before we move it on a little bit. And, and Stevie bowles was on the show today, and he said he interviewed Pellegrino uh, Pellegrino before the game after the game and he said maybe he didn't come across as much on TV he, but he, how disappointed he was in the way his mm. team performed mm. uh, the control of the game and uh, you know mm. it was a big opportunity missed for them mm. it's a little bit like Liverpool every now and then Spurs throw one in uh, kind of result in a game they'd beaten um, Southampton 5-2 at Wembley uh, the reverse fixture in Boxing Day so maybe go down with plenty of confidence there was talk about some viruses Hugo Lloris didn't play Christian Eriksson didn't play but <laughs> To be fair, Pelaguin said, that's not the excuse. That wasn't why we didn't win today. Mm. Just, again, was another one of those not-quite-at-it performances for Spurs that we, we see every now and then.
2: A couple of things, Rob, and I, and I want your take on it. Um... First of all I- in general for this team and this football club yes. I feel I feel like it needs freshening up a little mm. bit on the yeah. playing side yeah, like so. just a, just a one or two new players because it's a really great 11 mm. it's a really great 11 yeah. it just feels like and, and it, not, that, not that it's stale that's too harsh a word but it just feels like yeah. a little bit of excitement something a something something little bit, bit different of excitement yeah. needs yeah. to come into the team you know like a Riyad is to come into the side somebody a little bit different um, okay so that's my first thought on it and then I, I want to be a little bit more specific I thought Eric Dyer was bang average okay you tell me by the way before we move on to the next guy okay. what he does Okay, because I don't see anything. that's steady in front the back Eddie. four with, a,
1: with, with with his big frame, in it and he protects the back four. That's what he does.
2: I, I don't see anything heroic or or, or 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 fantastic in terms of that side of it. And I know you know Spurs dominate mostly, so you may not hmm. see that. So I'm, I'm 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 a little bit down on Eric Dyer as a centre back. Yeah, maybe, but in the middle of midfield, not much. Now let's go on to the let's go on to the guy that. Um, is looking a little bit selfish, lazy, and a questionable attitude, which is affecting his performance. I know and where we're going. I, mm-hmm. You know where, you're, where mm-hmm. we're going. And I would I would add on to that. I don't know whether Mauricio Pochettino is hard enough on Deli Alley. Mm.
1: I know where you're going. Um, players can have drop-in forms. Don't. He, care. He's a young. Oh, oh, let me go. go on, he's sorry. a young. He's a young man. Players can have drop-in forms. Totally agree that, he, that we've all been in football clubs where one player is seen as the gaffer's boy. I think Deli Ali is the gaffer's boy. If Hungmin Son was playing like Deli Ali, he wouldn't be in the team. If Musa Sissoko was playing like Deli Ali, he wouldn't be in the team. That said, there's an upside to Deli Ali that we know that comes with goals, that comes with his runs, that comes with his intelligent football that. I think is the kind of player you're leaving because you hope he has a moment that can spark, that can spark I, 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 his season. I,
2: listen, I just that's, so that's where I disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't think a player of 21 years of age should have the license and the the capacity to not play well, to not work his socks off like he has done before and stay in the side. He's 21. I think it, uh, other managers, Sir Alex Ferguson or maybe Jose Mourinho, would have him out of the side
1: and it would I be. I don't like, think he's playing that y- bad, y- Rob. He's, he's not on top of his game, but he's not playing that y- badly. Y- listen, uh,
2: on the ball, of course he's going to do little bits that look good. I watched him without the ball. When he gave the ball away, or others did, he, he's heads down and he's. Walking back now, I know his role in the side is a little sure. higher, and you can get away with that a little bit. I, I just the body language of it, it is is saying you need a little, you need a little little couple of games out the side. He's a brilliant player, please don't get me wrong, anybody don't get me wrong. he's a fantastic player with, with ability with, with an engine I'm just not seeing the, 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 the attitude. The desire to to be to to keep his level, to get better, to score more goals, to be more involved, to be a little bit less selfish when he's in and around the penalty box, and I question whether the manager it, it, it should say, you know what, not publicly, mm. absolutely not publicly, no way, but just to say, you know what, you're gonna, we need to we need to chat a little bit because you're better than this, and you know if if I have to pull you out the side a little bit, that's what I'm gonna do. That that's just mm. my it's, opinion. No, it's,
1: it's an interesting take, and and it's also interesting because. Anybody you talk around the Spurs uh, training ground, we've been there a couple of times to watch training that, and we know a couple of the staff have said, when, Pe- when Pellegrino has to be uh, tough... He can be tough yeah, and players oh yeah, know yeah. it, so mm. he 's probably looking at Delhi Alley and maybe thinking what 's the best is, way to is work he give him. Do him the benefit do, of the yeah, doubt, do Rob? I it do, do I lose him a little bit if I publicly kind of drop him now and whatever I mean we don 't know sometimes what goes on, what kind of trainer he is, does he look great in training and it 's not happening in the game? Is he confident a bit low i mean there 's all this talk about he 's moving to a new agent and this yeah. stuff that might be off the pitch start and affect him, but yeah. I, listen, I agree with you that the productivity 's not there. The numbers tell, tell their, their own story. But I'm, I'm not quite sure he's that bad yet for me. But um, uh, I, I kind of know where you're going.
2: Uh, and maybe, maybe the manager's thinking, you know what? If I, because I, I have to think that Pochettino's is, he's a little bit disappointed in him right now. Yeah. I mean, he's 21, by the way. But Correct. maybe if he drops him, then he it starts. Lo- to, yeah. It, well, no, not not so much losing him as a player, because I think he's got a bit about him. I think he'll be, he would he'd be annoyed and frustrated, but I think he'd get it. But I, but the press, Rob you know oh, Danny's yeah. out the side what does that mean well, for is he happy and all, and stuff all and... this stuff so I get the drama and maybe that with from your side of it, the ain't playing that bad is why he's sticking with him. Mm. I, just, I just was a little disappointed. And this isn't something that's on the back of this game, by the way. This has been over a few months now. He doesn't look, his body language, like he's, he's fully in it. He's fully committed mm. to playing well and working. His, and giving 100% when he comes off that field that he's done as much as he can to help the team.
1: Yep, disappointing result for Tottenham yep. having to settle for a point at St Mary's. Let's move on. We've got one more story from the weekend, and I just want to get your take on it because it happened after you you, you uh, went back on Saturday. Mm. Marco Silva sacked uh, <laughs> by Watford. We we talked about it a little bit and said, no, things ain't going well. One winning 11, you know, he's got to pick things up. And we wake up the next morning, sacked. Javi is, back, is, is is in place, as well. You know, that was all been... Reigns and sorted them. Marco Silva's gone from been lauded as the next Everton manager that didn't happen to being sacked within a couple of months.
2: Yeah I think I think has been reported this isn't about this isn't purely about results it's mm. just not you don't yeah, fire yeah. you Watford you don't fire a manager like Marco Silva no. when you're 10th Tenth. Yeah. in the league you know you no know, relegation uh, issues all season no, no. although they're going down they have
1: yeah, had they a bad they've had a bad stretch they won't go games, down will they, with him
2: I, I don't think they'll go down with, with him and it's mm. it, obviously from the Everton thing there's been bad feeling yeah. bad blood there's probably been bust ups a falling out and it's affected him as a coach mm. and of course now the team as well that has to be the reason I mean even even Rob if it must have been so bad between the ownership and him that they said listen he's got to go we can't yeah. continue this Somehow, way yeah. and um, you know Javi Garcia I mean why do you you know, just he's been an average coach for a number yeah. of years. He's a short term situation
1: because he's never get been anywhere play. more than two years, which absolutely yeah. fits a Watford job. Perfectly, 18, month, eight, no, 18 month contract. nobody stays more than 18 yeah.
2: months so, anyway. So they'll see they'll, it's like a little trial period, mm. second half of the season, see how you do. If you do really well, then of course you'll continue into next year. Um, if not, we'll have a little list another three or four guys that, that we might turn to in the summer. Um, so I feel a little bit for Marco Silva. Mm. I think as dust settles he is going to be a guy that's going to bump back in, mate. He? And yeah. he's, he's going to drop back in the Premier League with, you know, whoever whoever's the next ones that mm-hmm. have a... If, if
1: there's many left, by the way. I was just going to say, you, you, just before we, we sort of wrap up, uh, climate, I mean, eighth sacking mm. uh, with a twen- within 24 games of a season, I mean, that's eight of 20. We're yeah. almost talking 50% of managers yeah. have, have been sacked. I mean, I where are we with this? Well, it,
2: it, it becomes, I think, a couple of things for me. I think the, the director of football now mm. and the coach model is more in tune with... with you, can, you can change the coach a little bit yeah. easier because that Keep guy isn't, hasn't been given full keys to the car or, or the house mm. or whatever you want to call it and bring in all his own guys. Then somebody else brings in all his own... So I think that model certainly um, means there's going to be more firings. Um, and also, people, I think owners copy... They copy. I mean, it's a little bit different with Watford because they're they're, they're yeah, a little bit you know their own yeah. they're their own sort of uh, way of doing things. But other teams see. Other clubs fire the manager. They have a little boost. They could jump up the little le- the league a little bit, and they think, "Yeah, we should be doing that as well." So I think the combination of those two things, and this is going to be the, this is going to be how it's going to be, Rob. I'm telling you now, mm-hmm. from every season mm-hmm. for S- foreseeable future, with all the money, the extra finances that are on with this new TV deal of a couple of years ago, there's so much desperation because owners spend money on wages and they can't imagine being out of the league mm-hmm. that they fire the coaches so much quicker nowadays and uh, I think it's just modern Premier League football
1: Yeah, Marco Silva out of work at the moment but I, just, I think he's too good to be out of work for too long, I'm sure we'll see him soon back in the Premier League. Just before we go Robbie Musto, I just want to pay a um, little respects to yeah. a pioneer of the game, you saw overall matches this weekend, a minute to applause for Cyril Rees who passed away, somebody uh, I got to know personally, he was one of those first black players who hit the big time in the 80s when racism was rife Black players were subjected to monkey chants and, and racist remarks. And, and Cyril kind of shone through that. I think we all remember the great goal at Man United, the, the, the screamer he scored at Norwich. And he was almost the shining light for, for many young black players like myself coming, coming through. And he spawned generations of the Ian Wrights and Paul Inces and mm. Sol Campbells and, and Les Ferdinands and people like that, Rob. So just wanted to pass a, have a, a, a little respect for, for, for Cyril.
2: Yeah, and I think what we've seen with the reaction to this this tragic, you know, event has been is pretty overwhelming. Mm. I'm sure for the family, the amount of love out there for Cyril Regis mm. has been pretty phenomenal. Just in my point of view, Rob. He was one of the star players. He's just one of the best players mm. when I was a young kid watching the game, falling in love with the sport and, and this game. Watching him play for West Bromwich Albion was, was pretty spectacular of, of his build, of his ability, of his power, his finishing. It was just somebody for, for all kids to look up and think, wow, what a player uh, he was back then. So, so, so sad. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, well said,
1: mate. Yeah, I'll soon be missed. Rest in peace, Big Cyril, and thank mm. you for all you did. Right, that's it from us. We want to hear from you now, our listeners. First, we would love you to rate and review the shows by downloading the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like, where we can improve, but more importantly, tell us what team you support and why, and we'll read out the best two or three responses on our next podcast. So, Mauricio Pellegrino bared his teeth for the first time as his team got a point against Spurs, while Liverpool were, well, Liverpool. One week, you beat the team at the top of the league. The next week, you lose to the team at the bottom. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh,